The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now you're welcome back to the Hard Shoulder. Emmett Oliver in this week for Kieran Cuddy. We'll have interest rate increases. We'll give you all the details on that in a few minutes' time. But everyone's running around absolutely like blue arsed flies. I think is the technical term. Getting their Christmas turkey presents. You actually just get a, people are bleary eyed out there. It's it's they look stressed. Massive levels of stress because there's that much time left. So one of the big things that everyone wants to have is the perfect Christmas dinner. That's what a lot of this running around and shuffling around is all about. So we thought we'd bring in a man who knows a little bit about that, although he just told me about two seconds ago he doesn't like turkey. So I was about to open the door of the studio and, and <laughs> give him the boot out the door. But that's Mark Moriarty. He is, of course, a very well-known chef and he has off-duty chef Christmas special coming up on Orty over the weekend. You're welcome to the show, Mark. Thank you very much, Emma. You just threw that one in to throw me and put I a like spanner the in the works. I like the ham. OK, well, we come on to all of that. First of all, what we want to talk about today, because everyone's so grand about the Christmas dinner and you're told to do more and more, get up at six in the morning and keep slaving over the oven until four, five, six in the evening. People, you can't just do a minimalist Christmas dinner, but we could simplify it a little bit uh, what would you say to try and just kind of make the thing a little bit less stressful cut it down bring it down to size make it more modest is there things you would suggest that could just go for that simplification of this whole thing yeah you can You can actually do a minimalist Christmas I think that's what we're all striving for uh, I always laugh this time of year because it's essentially people turn their houses into restaurants for one day of the year and they have anywhere between six and 30 people that everything has to come together it is quite stressful uh, a lot of my recipes and the recipes you see, you'll see in the show are all about how do we reduce the amount of time work smarter not harder and basically create as little wash up as possible because nothing I hate more than trying to enjoy dinner when you know that and it's waiting for you people who leave it there till Stevens is morning <laughs> oh no uh, so a couple of tips a lot of the a lot of the stuff you'll see in the show and from the recipes I do are how we get it sort of pre-prepared Three, two to three days in advance. So with the turkey, which I've done on the show, I've broken it down. I've got the butcher to broke it down, uh, break it down. Sorry, um, into the crown and the legs. So we cook them separately. So they only take an hour to cook. Okay. It means we can fit them on, actually fit them on a tray, put them in the oven, and still have space for everything else. Because not everyone has a massive, so a massive oven. Cook the bits you're actually going to eat. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Cooking, yeah, but th- energy bills not a bad idea. Uh, yeah, things like the Brussels sprouts. Another one. What I'll do is the day before, I'll have them cut in half. I'll have them caramelized on the pan to give them some sort of flavour I'll get them on a tray I'll get bacon lardons on top on a uh, tinfoil tray cling fill them into the fridge ready to go where I just have to land them into the oven the roast potatoes I'll pre-cook for 10 minutes I'll have them nice and fluffy on the outside I'll have them on a tray ready to just whip out into the oven because particularly on the day you're having all the people over the whole point of Christmas is not to stress about what you're actually cooking Uh, it's about spending time with people so it's about being clever and having all those things ready to go that you can get them in the oven um, and literally pull them out onto onto the table and enjoy the company of having people and one thing I love doing is getting stuff onto, you know, the tinfoil trays. Mm. Every Christmas I have everything ready on tinfoil trays. So when you cook it off in the oven, you put it on your into onto your your serving dish and then you recycle it or put it in the bin. And mm. and it just reduces on all that wash. It costs you a couple of extra euro every year, but it'll save you a hell of a it's lot of stress. Such a simple thing, isn't it? <laughs> and people just forget it in all the chaos of did somebody get our granny the right present? This gets lost in the flood. In terms of making sure everything is ready at the same time, because I know that people will go, We've got everything, but the Brussels sprouts are going to be another half an hour. Is is just that coordination thing? Yeah. Well, what we've done on, on Monday night, we have basically the classic Christmas on the TV show. And what I've done is I've taken, as I said before, the turkey crown. And what that does is it takes about three hours off the cooking time. So with a turkey crown and the legs separated, you roast it for one hour exactly at 200 degrees. You rest it for 10 minutes and you'll put 
perfectly cooked tur- turkey. And you'll see in the show, in that hour at 200 degrees, I have the roast potatoes going in with 50 minutes to go. I have the sprouts going in with 30 minutes to go. I have the red cabbage going in with 15 minutes to go. So it all comes out at the same time. And one thing I like to do, I don't have it in the house currently, but I will be getting it, is uh, utilise your microwave. Um, there's things like mashed potato, like gravy, like carrot parsnip. It's not in any of the Christmas card pictures of a Christmas dinner, but it's perfectly no, it's, fine. And again, it's an energy it's saver. It's absolutely fine. And it takes, it's it's in that microwave. You bing it for three minutes. It's perfect. I worked. I like this term you use, bing it. <laughs> bing it off. I'll never forget. I worked in a two Michelin star restaurant 10 years ago. Uh, one of the best restaurants in the world and used to do 70 for lunch 70 for dinner and they used to send out this vegetable uh, salt baked into the room and they used to bring it back and by the time it had gone out was carved at the table and come back to be put on a plate it would be cold so they had a microwave a on Michelin the star restaurant used to the microwave and you named and shamed them here and there the service was bing 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 so it's absolutely fine it's good enough needs. for them yeah now the other thing we're talking about turkey you don't like it necessarily just we have to ask what, what's wrong with it what's the problem it's just for the amount of effort that goes into making it nice, it doesn't really give you back too much in terms of flavour. Now, there are there is one trick. Every Christmas, I listen to TV shows and chefs and radio segments of all sorts of ways to do the turkey. Um, my way is taken from the restaurant where we'll actually do a process called brining with certain meats and fish. Sounds complicated. It's very simple. You get some water. You get uh, table salt. You whisk it in cold. And what you do is you give your turkey crown a bath in this salt <laughs> water for about two hours. Bathe your turkey. Yes. And what the salt does is it acts on the meat and the protein and it keeps the moisture in. And that is the quickest, simplest technique that will give you the best return on your turkey flavoured moisture. So as I say, you brine it for two and a half hours, stick it into the oven, 200 degrees, one hour, rest for 10, carve it and you'll have beautiful, no butters, no oils, no basting turkeys now flipping it upside down uh, you'll have lovely and moist turkey but I'll be doing beef wellington <laughs> you don't care after this. this is for others you know the little people who can do this no you're talking about flavour that's the problem with it the turkey and ham coming together I mean you can't have one without the other seemingly do you believe that or are you sorry look I, I don't buy it I mean it's, they come together but they don't have to they don't have to be together like if you just want to do a ham absolutely go ahead with a ham it's a, it's a lot cheaper for me you probably get more flavour out of it Um but I think it's a traditional thing. Like if I was to go and cook my family Christmas dinner and my sister saw there was no turkey, there'd be absolute uproar. So that's why we put it in there. Some people go with goose. Some people go with goose. You can go with beef wellington. You can go with duck. You can do you can do risotto. You can do a pie. You can do whatever you want so long as it's uh, something that you want to eat because the whole idea of Christmas is not about the absolute details of what you're eating on the menu. It's about actually having a bit of time with, with people and a few nice drinks. Now Mark, in terms of the side dishes and, and things like that, what, what would you go with there or what, what would you favour along with the turkey and ham what are the things you would put alongside you obviously Brussels sprouts we've mentioned but there's a lot more options there yeah roast potato for me absolute must uh, I have a trick where I kind of par cook them for five minutes so I add a little bit of polenta so it's basically a cornmeal and it makes the crispiest roast potatoes you've ever imagined and I crack them open butter loads of salt and some sour cream because polenta on, on its own is heavy going it's a it's, big bowl of yellow stuff yeah I don't like it by itself but you said it works for crispiness and it, it acts as almost a coating and it, what it does is it sticks to the outside cooked part of the potato and you cook it down in your goose fat or your oil in the oven and it goes incredibly crispy on the outside uh, lovely for mopping up gravy uh, red cabbage for me absolutely love red cabbage I love the um, I love the carrot and parsnip kind of crush that you do yeah. with the masher uh, with loads of mustard through it and a, a good good heap of salt and lemon juice um, little additions like that um, kind of elevate your, your food it's the touch of lemon juice a bit of seasoning at the end 
Now, talking about desserts, nobody really thinks of Christmas as being a big dessert day, but we have pudding, we have Christmas cake, we have trifle, all these other things. Any views there of what... I mean, you can buy these in the shop, so... You, you, you know. can buy them in the shop, you can buy them in M&S, who sponsor the show, even better. Um, my favourite is... Sticky toffee pudding. It's my favourite dessert in the world. I There's don't... no way you're going to eat that after everything else. Well, you see, Christmas pudding, I always find it so heavy after a massive meal. So what I've done in the TV show, you'll see it on Monday night, is a sticky toffee Christmas pudding. So all the flavours from the Christmas pudding uh, done in basically... together, I like that. That's brilliant. Done in a classic pudding bowl. And uh, what we do is we steam it so it gets really light. You can have it done a week in advance. It'll sit in the fridge. You can add a bit of uh, whiskey or cognac to it throughout the week. And it's served with a caramel sauce and loads of vanilla ice cream. And you get all those flavours of your Christmas pudding without that really heavy, clumpy texture, which uh, which I'm not a big fan of. That is heavy going. You'll definitely need to sleep on the couch after that and watch the King speech, of course. That would be something if, you, if you're into that sort of thing. Now, let's talk a little bit about your show before we let you go. Off-duty, Chef Christmas. What are you trying to do here? Trying to inject some new vitality into this meal? Just make it simpler. I mean, it's... Because it's gone the other way. It's a big drama now. A huge drama. Yeah, I'm Production sure. Production on a huge scale. There's Broadway shows that don't have as many people involved as I Irish know. Christmas dinners. I'm sure now, 10 years when I'm doing my 10th Christmas special, I'll be adding all sorts of faffle. Because it's the first time I've ever done it, the whole show is about uh, getting the most out of your everyday ingredients. So I always make sure whatever recipes I'm doing, they're ingredients that people will have in their fridge already. It's certain little techniques and tricks from my experience in top kitchens that make it easier. Um, never compromising on flavour and just cutting out all the faff. It's about how do we get um, the best flavour and the best product out of our time with a couple of little tricks where you, you, you're not going to make it all, but you might watch it and go, oh, do you know what? I make that all the time. I'm going to use that trick next time and hopefully it'll make it better. Now, in terms of being a one-man salesman, when is it on the show and, and when can we see it? Monday, Tuesday, next week, uh, just after the 6 o'clock news at 6.30pm on RT1. <laughs> okay, well done and congratulations on the show and getting rid of the faff Yes, we'd love that. You're you're out there on your own, to be honest, in your in your chef community, because so many of the others seem to be going the other direction. But it's great to hear the different view. Mark Moriarty is a TV chef. Thank you very much for coming in to the Hard Shoulder. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan weekdays from four on News Talk.